This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Pastor Callie and Pastor Cindy today. Um, we welcome you here on Facebook Live. We're excited to be with you today. Um, I'm just, I woke up this morning really early, um, headed to early morning prayer. And I always love to hear the Lord in the morning time because what he says early in the morning, I think that's when you hear his son, hear him the clearest. Um, your all your facilities are kind of shut down. You've been asleep and, uh, it's always a great time to be able to hear from the Lord. But he spoke these things to me this morning. He said, um, restoration, uh, realignment and recompense restoration, realignment, and recompense. And then he said, I'm going to give you double for your trouble. Oh, that's awesome. Double for your trouble. And so I just began to look up scriptures that supported what I believe the Lord spoke to me this morning. I knew it wasn't just for me, for me to get that today. I knew it was for you too. And um, I wanted to take a, a quick moment and look at what King David did when he was faced with losing everything. Yeah. And how he reacted and how he positioned himself to recover what the enemy had stolen from him. And I, I, you know, I'm sure there is not one person listening today that at some point has not had the enemy come in and try to take or steal something that is precious to you. And then you have to deal with the aftermath of the emotional trauma the physical trauma, um, you know, what it, what, what the enemy tried to do to your faith, um, the things that happen to us as human beings when we suffer loss. So I want to read, um, let me go real quickly to this. I, I marked it. I want to read first Samuel 30 and, uh, I'm, I'm reading this from the new international version and it's basically the title says David destroys the Amalekites, but let me read this. First um, Samuel chapter 30, David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided uh, Negev and Ziglag. They had attached Ziglag, they had attacked Ziglag and burned it. And they had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them all off as they went on their way. Yeah. So they took everything that was important to David and his men. When David and his men reached Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Can you imagine? These are warrior men. Right. These are men that live for battle and they are so heartbroken over their loss. And listen, you know, 
uh, we are people of faith and I believe that we should watch what we say and how we react, but we're also human beings. Right, right. And um, I think sometimes we overlook the importance of grief. True. Uh, we don't need to stay in a place of grief, mm-hmm. but it, you know, when you lose something that's precious to you, a, a, a wife, a husband, a child, a right. brother, a sister, a job, a business, uh, a dream, a relationship, it's going to affect, we're, we're physical beings. So it's going to affect you, affect you. So think about this. These men were all literally crying so hard. Um, David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. I mean, they cried till they could cry no more. David's two wives had been captured uh, Anna, Anna Am of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal. Um, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. In other words, there, you know, it's just like the enemy yeah. when uh, the devil has taken something from you. We want to find somebody to blame. Yeah. We want to yeah. look for somebody to be bitter at or mad at. And there's a lesson here. You know, that does never solves anything. It's not going to put you in a place for recovery. No. You're going to recover through forgiveness and not casting blame. So, um, so he's dealing with a bunch of men that are distressed, that are literally talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David, now this is so key. And this is the first thing we have to do when we've been faced with loss. David found strength in the Lord, his God. Right. He found strength in the Lord, his God. I mean, it can't get any worse than coming into a city. Right. Your wives are gone. Your kids are gone. The city's burned to the ground. Right, right. And now the men that you spend every waking back, moment, every waking moment, your trusted confidants are think are saying, "I'm going to stone you." I mean, that's just as bad as it yeah, can get. Blaming him for it. Blaming him for it. And he he turns to God and he inquires of the Lord, and that's what we should always do. But David found strength. He said, okay, you're my strength. I can't look to the right or left. I can't no. look to man for my strength. I can't look to my friends for my strength. I'm going to have to depend on you. I want to depend on you. Then D- David said to Abathar, um, Abiathar, the priest, the son of uh, Abimelech, bring me the ephod. So first he found strength in the Lord. Wow. He went to his place of prayer. And then he said, bring me the ephod. Now, the ephod was the priestly garment. Mm -hmm. And what this says to me is he realized that we can only recover and be restored when we get into our our priestly position. That's so good. And what is my priestly position? A place of worship. Yes. We can't recover. The way God moves in our life is through praise and worship right. and adoration. He fights the battles. We worship and he fights the battles. So right. he said, he said, right. I, I found strength in my Lord. That was the first thing he did. He went to the, he went to the Lord in prayer. And the second thing is, is he remembered and he positioned himself. Right. And do you, you, if you position yourself in anger, you're going to lose. If you position yourself in revenge, you're going to lose. If you position, pos- even position yourself in a long extended grief, you're going to lose. Right, right. There's a time to grieve, but then there's a time to 
rejoice, rejoice and know that God is doing it. So he put, he called for the ephod and he put it on. Uh, Abby, Abiathar brought it to him and David inquired of the Lord. Then he, then once he positioned himself, right. He said, um, Lord, shall I pursue this writing party? Yeah. Will I overtake them? So he said, okay, I need you. Here's what I'm thinking of doing. I'm thinking of pursuing them. Right. But shall I pursue them? Many times we come to God with our plans and we want him to bless it. Instead of inquiring of him and asking Instead him. of saying, here's what I feel, God, right, right. but shall I do this? Right. And will I overtake them? He had already learned, and this is a lesson for all of us to learn, and the earlier we learn it, is we can have good plans, but if they're not God plans, we're just going to lose more. That's exactly right. And and I don't know about you, but I'm in no place to just keep losing. No. I, I, I want to win. Me too. I want to win. Yeah. I want to win. I want to win with God. I want to obey. And really winning with God and recovering what we've lost comes through obedience. Right. Obedience right. and forgiveness. Obedience and forgiveness and worship. When we get into, the, you know, I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit. I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to forgive and walk in a, in an state of worship he said shall i pursue this raiding party will i overtake them and then the lord answered him back he said pursue them yes he answered you will certainly overtake them and recover all. and succeed in the rescue we'll, yes. you'll recover, recover it all recover it all david and 600 men with him came to the uh, besor valley where some stayed behind, 200 of them were so exhausted, they didn't cross the valley. They stayed behind. And David and the other 400 continued in the pursuit. And then it goes on to say that they found an Egyptian man. He led them to where they were. They recovered everything. They recovered their wives. Yes. They recovered all the spoil, all the plunder, not only from, from the raid of Judah, but they got the plunder that this army had gotten from the other cities. Right, from the enemies. Yes. And they recovered it all. The prophetic word to you and the prophetic word to me is we're in a time of recovery. Right. And I believe it's going to be double for my trouble. Right. We're in a time of recovery. But God is... Repositioning us. Repositioning us. He's positioning us in a place. First of all, we've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Right. right. We've got to spend time with the Lord. There, Whether you're on the mountaintop or you're in the valley, whether you are abounding or whether you're abased, whether you have all the blessings and it seems like everything is perfect or you find yourself at zigzag with everything burned down. Right, right. My position never changes. No. My worship never, never changes. changes. No. And my faith, everything that happens in my life is designed to draw me closer to the Lord and to see the bounty of the Lord. And he recovered all. Pastor Sue, you got anything to say about that? <clears throat> well, I want to say this, that I wrote this earlier because I was, I was thinking about um, the season that we're in. And some of you, I felt this, that some of you are very battle weary and that you've been through a lot and, and you've been um, struggling with your faith. And 
wondering if God is really hearing your prayers or if the victory is really won in your life. And, and so what you believe about God is so important yes. to your faith and your victory. And, uh, and so I wrote this down. The revelation we have of him determines the faith we have in him. Oh, that's good. Sister. The revelation we have of him and in regards to our relationship determines the faith that I have in him to believe him for supernatural things in my life. And part of that realignment is allowing God to prune things in our life that need to be pruned. Yep. And yep. in the pruning process, it never really feels good. No. Nobody likes to be pruned, but that's part of us growing in our call and what God has called and destined us for in our future. And so we must submit to that and surrender to that and, and know that God is still fighting for you and fighting with you. Do not quit. That's what I felt to say today to some of you listening. Do not quit praying. Do not quit surrendering to God, submitting to his will in your life, allowing him to prune the things that need to be pruned in your life so that your faith will grow in this season. And I, and I turn to the faith chapter because it's one of my favorites and I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation. Um, it says, it was faith that enabled others to endure great atrocities. Wow. They were stretched out on the wheel and tortured. Yes. And they didn't deny their faith in order to be freed because they longed, listen to this, because they longed for a more honorable and glorious resurrection. Yes, Lord. Others were mocked and experienced the most severe beating and whips. They were in chains and imprisoned. Some of these faith champions were brutally killed by stoning, being sawn in two or slaughtered by the sword. And these lived in faith as they went about wearing goat skins and sheep skins for clothing. Listen to this. They lost everything they possessed. Wow. They endured great afflictions and they were cruelly mistreated. They wandered the earth living in the desert wilderness and in caves, on barren mountains and in holes in the earth. Truly the world was not even worthy of them not realizing who they were. Wow. These were the true heroes commended for their faith, yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised to them. But now God has invited us, listen to this, to live in something better than what they had. Faith's fullness. Yes. This is so that they could be brought to finish perfection alongside us. So as for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. Yes, Lord. And the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has already been marked out before us. Yes, Lord. I want to encourage you today to let go of any wounding and any disappointment any sin that you continually fall into, surrender that to the Lord and ask him to help you. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who births faith within us and who leads us forward in faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the yes, cross yes. and conquered his humiliation and now sits at the right hand of the throne of God. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who oppose their own souls so that you won't 
become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. After all, listen to this, you've not reached the point of sweating blood in, in your opposition to sin. Jesus sweat great drops of blood, right? And have you forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children? He said, my child, don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God or get depressed when he has to correct you. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love to you and I. And when he draws you to himself, it proves you are his delightful child. Wow. So any correction that he gives you today, any pruning he does in your life, allow him to do that, surrender that to him and know that it's his love. It's his love that draws us to that place of pruning and correction and you and causes our faith to grow to a greater depth than we've ever known before. But it's, it's, we have to continually surrender to the Lord for that to happen. That's exactly right. None of us like the pruning. No, but it, but it's part of the realignment. God wants to restore and he wants to give us the things that he has promised for us. Yes. But we have to realign our heart for that promotion in the spirit. Everything that happens in my life, that's happened in my life, that either hurt me or was negative. Yeah. And even the good things yeah. always exposed my heart. Absolutely. And sometimes I was extremely joy-filled that my heart was good right or was functioning right right i felt like was in in line with what god wanted but then many times i would realize that from a circumstance that i had something in my heart that god wanted to take out right so that i could be more what he created me to be right and i could live in his image and um you know when i was younger pastor cindy my life was always in pursuit of tomorrow. Exactly. In pursuit yeah. of the destination. And, and because I'm futuristic by nature, right. That, right. that can be great blessing, but that can be a great problem. But now I find myself, because I believe this is how God wants us to live, enjoying the process as much as the destination. That's so good. Because the process is where the intimacy is forged with you and the Father. Right, right. The process is where you learn how to walk before the Lord in a way that's pleasing to Him. The process is how, how you grow and you're able to... We many times hate the process. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the process for da- King David taught him yes. to inquire of the Lord. It taught him to go to the source and you think about everything that you've ever been through that's been negative, that process is what build my, built it my built, faith. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I want to read a few scriptures about restoration. Amos 9 and 14 says, And I will bring my people Israel back from exile. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. Oh, they so will good. plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. And I just prophesied... There are many on yes. here that feel like that your land is desolate, yeah. and you feel yeah. like your your city is are you your city's burned to the ground. I'm telling you, God is going to rebuild your city, absolutely, and God is going to give you the anointing and yes. the power and the wisdom 
to go right back and he's going to restore double for your trouble. Right. You just, it's like Pastor Cindy said, just don't give up. Galatians 6 and 1. Here's the thing. God, not only does God restore us. Yes. But he's called us to restore others. That's right. So part of, right. part of really walking in the restoration of God is allowing God to make you a vessel to administer restoration. Galatians 6 and 1 says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, right. I love this, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Right. But watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. So, so there's none of us so that are so holy that no. we can't be tempted to make a terrible mistake. Um, Isaiah 61 and 7. I love this promise. This is another promise of restoration. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. Yes. yes. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. In your land, what looks to be burned, what looks to be desolate, God said, not only am I going to give you a harvest, but I'm going to give you a double portion from this land that once yielded nothing because it was burned up, and you will receive everlasting joy. Everlasting joy will be yours, Isaiah 61 and 7. Jeremiah 17 and 14, heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I'll be saved yes. for you are the one I praise. Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. His plans are to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 30 and 17, but I will restore to you health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you were called an outcast, Zion for whom no one cares. There are many that you feel like I'm an outcast. I'm nobody cares for me. Well, I'm telling you right now, God cares for you. Yes, he does. He and does. he has taken up your cause and he is going to restore you. He's going to give yes. you double for your trouble. Job 41, 42 and 10. After jo- I love this. After Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. Isn't that great? Okay, so there's a lesson here. He prayed for those that mocked him. Pastor Kelly, can I add something to this? Yes. With every promise, there's a principle. Okay. So what did he do? He prayed for his enemies. The Bible says to bless your enemies, to forgive those who have harmed you and it's hurt not easy. you and to pray for them. And then God will forgive you. So with every promise, there's a principle. So with these words going forth today, maybe God's been dealing with you about something that you still are yet to do. You need to get on the phone, forgive somebody, tell somebody, you know, look, I've been, I've been having issues here and you need to repent and get those things right between you and them so that the blessing of God can overtake you with every promise. There's a principle in God's word. You know, we want to be blessed financially. Well, I want to ask you, are you tithing? Are you sowing seed? Because with that financial blessing that God wants to give to you, it's also a principle of sowing seed and tithing and honoring the Lord yes, with the first fruits. Yes. So there's a, there's a lot of things God wants to do in our life. And that's what part of what I felt like saying today, that realignment 
is our heart coming to an alignment with whatever God's been asking us to do. If you want friends, you got to be friendly. That's right. That's right. If you want love, give love. If you want joy, be joyful. That's right. If you want forgiveness, give forgiveness. So good, Pastor. God's ways are just total opposite of the world. Right. You know, the world says, I fight for everything. It's dog eat dog. I return evil for evil. I, you know, I, I, I do whatever I can to get to the top of the mountain. And Jesus said, I want you to go low and I'm going to take you high. That's right. And, That's right. and that principle works in everything. And when we do, he restores to us what the enemy has stolen. Right. And I absolutely believe we are in a time that of double for our trouble and complete restoration. Matthew eleven twenty four 24 says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Yes. Matthew yes. 6 and 33. I love this one. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteous righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Okay. What was the principle there? Seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom and then the other things will come. Right. And Psalms 51 and 12. This is where David was praying. Restore to me the joy of, of my salvation. salvation. And so God not only wants to restore the things that are going to be stolen, he wants to restore to you the newness, how you felt when you first got saved. That's right. How you That's felt right. when you first met Jesus. Oh, so good. And listen, when we have the joy of our salvation, people want our Jesus. But when we don't have the joy, we're no different than the world. No. I mean, when, no. when we're all messed up and, and, and angry and, 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 hard to get along with and, you know, uh, short with our waitress and people watch all that. Sure they do. But yeah. when we have joy and we have love and we have patience and we're generous and we're generous and we're giving yes. and we're long suffering. Yeah. Uh, and that's what the Holy spirit will do to you. He'll take your old sinful nature right. and he will literally rework that and make you somebody that's wonderful to be around. Well, the and the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, is righteousness, peace, and joy. Yes. So it's all found in the Holy Spirit. So when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we should be walking in righteousness, peace, and joy. I, I missed part of that, Pastor Cindy. It says, Psalm 51, 12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. He's praying. And yeah. grant me a willing spirit. To sustain me. Oh, it's so good. So a willing spirit to yes. do what God says yes. in my life. Yes. My life is not my own. No. It's not my own. No, it's not. When you give your life to Jesus, it becomes his life. That's right, Pastor Callie. Yes. Now, I can choose to take it back, but the repercussions of that are not what good. But when I make the decision to allow Jesus to become Lord of my life, Yes. And say, Lord, my life is not my own. My yes. life is yours. Yes. I can't even tell you the joy that comes into your life. Zechariah 9 and 12, return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now, I announce that I will restore twice as much to yes. you. Yes, yes, Lord, I just thank you for everyone that's yes. listening today. Lord, and I prophesy that you are restoring to them. Ooh twice yes. as much yes if it's health 
God, you're healing them. Yes. I, I call autism yes. healed in the name yes. of Jesus. Yes. Everyone that put in a request mm-hmm. for autism, whether so privately or publicly, I just declare yes. your healed. children healed yes. in the name of in Jesus. Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Lord, I thank you that you are you're restoring double. Yes. I call forth businesses, God, that are amazingly prosperous, mm-hmm. double for the trouble, for the ones that have lost income. I call forth mm-hmm. double. Lord, yes. double yes. in in the income that they've lost, yes. God, that they would receive double, double with relationships, people that have lost oh, friends God. or family Thank members God. or even death. Um, something's happened here. I just call forth in Jesus' yes. name, double yes. for the trouble. Yes. Thank you. I Father. thank you, Lord, for that anyone that called in or requested healing from cancer. Yes, God. Yes. I thank you for healing cancer right now. Lift your hand wherever you're at and receive the healing of the Lord. God is healing cancer. Many of you have requested for your family members, for your children, for your even yourself. I just declare that all cancer is gone in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. Exodus 23, 25. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on yes. your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you yes. in the name of Jesus. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you yes. with my righteous right yes. hand. Isaiah 41 and 10. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I just thank, thank you for the Father. healing. Yes. I thank you for healing. I thank yes. you for healing broken hearts. Yes. I thank you for healing all anxiety or fear. God, you're wiping out. And I heard this. I read this. I think it was on Lisa Bevere and said the opposite of faith, of, of fear is not faith. The opposite of fear is love. Yes. I am convinced yes. that the more revelation I get oh of how much yes. God loves me, yes. that I am not only going to be able to love better, Right. And love more purely. Right. But I can walk in more freedom. Yes. The freedom comes from knowing that we're loved. That's so good. And so, Lord, I just thank you for a revelation of of your love with everyone that's listening. I thank you, Lord, for healing every sick body that everyone that signed on today, yes, we have been yes. through these names. We've read your names. We've prayed for you. Everyone that signed on today, we just declare you are healed in yes. the name of Jesus. Jesus yes. is the one that's doing the healing. Jesus is doing the healing. You are healed by the stripes that he bore. He yes. took those stripes for yes. your healing. And, and we just appropriate that healing to you today in yes. the name of Jesus. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment yes. that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Right now, just put your hand on the places yes. of your body. Yes, yes. Even if you're standing yes. in for somebody else, all necks, all backs, 
hearts, kidneys, in the name of Jesus. Diabetes has to surrender to the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Father God, for healing your people right now. In Jesus' name, we stand on your word. Jeremiah 30, 17 says, I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Thank you, Father. Then Isaiah 36 says, you restored me to health and let me live. Surely it was my benefit that I suffered such anguish. In your love, you kept me from the pit of destruction. You have put all my sins behind your back. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just thank you that you're healing cerebral palsy today. We thank you for all autism disappearing in the name of Jesus and our children are whole. We thank you for all fibroid tumors being removed. God, we thank you for everyone that's diabetic like Pastor yes, Cindy said, being yes. healed in, in name Jesus' Jesus. name. Thank you, we thank Father. you for any cyst on a kidney or an Thank ovary Father. being healed. So we thank you, Lord, uh, for all all children being healed. Yes, I pray, yes, God, that Father. everyone that's come on this Miracles broadcast and asked, anybody's with uh, cancer mm-hmm. in their lungs or spine or neurop- neuropathy being healed, allergies and in neck Jesus and back name. pain yes. are being healed yes. in Jesus' yes. name. Yes. Uh, Lord, we just thank you thank for you, healing. Thank we you, thank you, Lord. Diverticulitis, yes. um, gone in the, in the name, name of Jesus. Jesus. No more thank pain, you, no more discomfort. Yes. Um, yes. We thank you for, he- I, I call all neurotic problems yes. healed. Yes. And I know sometimes there's a lot of shame with uh, oh, with psycho psychosomatic type of diseases and problems and uh, depression, but I'm yes. telling you right now, God yes. can heal your brain. Yes, He can. And I just call anyone that's suffering yes. with depression or a neurotic problem, mental illness, mental illness in any in way, you're Jesus. healed in yes. Jesus' name. Yes. You're whole. Yes. And I want to encourage you: start reading the Bible. The, Word of God. the Bible the Word will of cleanse God. your brain. Yes. It will rework your brain. Yes. Yes. Lord, I thank you for all heart disease being healed. Uh, I thank you, Lord, for providing hearts and lungs for anybody that needs it. I thank you, Lord, uh, for any arthritis, that people would be healed from arthritis. God, I thank you, Lord, uh, any kind of arthritis or pain in the neck, we we declare you're healed Uh, in Jesus' name. I pray for every husband requested. I thank you for every wife that's been requested, every child. I thank you for the salvation of the children, the salvation of our children. I thank you for spiritual healing most of all. The Bible says when our soul prospers, that everything prospers. Yes. And I just declare yes. that we're having soul prospering, a soul prospering day, Amen. a soul prospering season and year. I call it forth. Um, there is a pastor listening in that uh, is extremely, extremely depressed. And I, I see you've been waking up in the middle of the night and you've been wringing your hands and I even see you one night, you woke up in a night terror. Um, you were extremely, you're extremely distraught. And um, the Lord is sending angels to you right now. Yes. And uh, there's amazing rest coming to you. And I just pray for peace over you. 
And I thank you, Lord, for the angels that I see that are coming to minister to my brother in the Lord. Yes. And I thank yes. you, God, that you are strengthening him and his wife. And God, you are going to turn this situation around and you are going to strengthen Amen. their faith. And you are going to be the God that, that, that came to the rescue for them. And I just declare that over you in the name of Jesus. I also see um, uh, an older woman who uh, is in a very tough spot with her husband. And your husband has um, betrayed you and disappointed you. And um, you're, tr you're asking you're, or you're, you're thinking, this is what I'm going to do. And I want to encourage you, ask the Lord, just yes. like David inquired yes. of the Lord. Yes. Don't just make a decision out of your flesh, but ask the Lord what sh you should do. Right. Because I really believe by the Holy Ghost that God is going to heal him Thank and you. restore him. And your marriage will be better than it ever was. Uh, Pastor Cindy, do you have anything? Well, I, I just felt to pray for the single moms and dads out there today that are doing it alone with the Lord. And I just, I just want to encourage you um, that God has never left you and he's not going to leave no. you and that your, your best days really are ahead yes. just to keep focused on the Lord. So Lord, we pray for every yes. single mom and dad out there today, yes, Father God, we ask you for yes. supernatural strength yes, for each and every one of them, Father. Yes, I thank you for giving them wisdom. I thank you for giving them grace. And I thank you for giving them peace that they would find their comfort in you, Holy Spirit and you alone. So Father, I just thank you right now that every need is being met in their life and you're sending people into their life to help them, to help hold up their hands, to help encourage them and be there for yes, them Lord. in their time of need. So Father, we thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you're healing somebody today from a spirit of suicide. Yes, Lord. You've been battling a spirit of suicide. Yes, in the name of Jesus, I break that off of you yes. right now in Jesus' name. And that the joy of the yes, Lord, Lord is going to fill you up yes, even right Lord. now. You're going to feel the joy and the peace of God just envelop your heart and your life. The Lord is with yes, you Lord. and he cares about you. Yes, Lord. So don't quit. Yes, Somebody Lord. needs to hear your life story yes, and you've got to share it. You've got to stay alive to share what God has done and is doing in you and through you. You are a voice yes, to the Lord. nations. So you, you do not receive the lie from the enemy. Yes, God loves you and cares about you. And there's many others that care about you. You yes. are not alone in the name of Jesus. I bless you today. I pray peace over you. Peace over your mind in the name of Jesus. There's somebody Thank named Tammy um, that God is going to uh, give you an answer to something you've been at. You felt real desperate. You needed an answer. And I see God giving you an answer in a very unusual way. Jesus. He's going to let you know what you need to do. So be, uh, um, be, be cognizant of what's going on around you and be a noticer because, um, Sometimes, you know, I don't always notice details. Yeah. I, I'm a big picture girl. Right. But many times God speaks and we must be a noticer because right. it can be all around us right. and he can be speaking through things that we don't normally take note of. So I just want to encourage you, Tammy, be a noticer because God is going to show you and he's going to speak to you in a very significant way about the strategy you need going forward. 
And um, I believe God is downloading strategies for um, complete restoration and recompense. Some will come miraculously and some will require you to step out by faith. Everybody won't be the same. Some, it will be a miraculous restoration where God just rescues, literally comes in. And then some, he will say, I need, Peter, I need you to get out of the boat. I need you right, to walk right. because I am building your faith because you're going to do more than walk on water. You're going to have a ministry that affects the world. So, awesome. And if you want a ministry that affects the world, then you've got, we've got you and I, all of us that are called to do right. the work of God. And we're all called on some level. But if you want to affect, you got to, we've got to allow our faith to grow. That's right. That's right. And, and you know how your faith grows? Your faith grows in trouble. That's exactly right. We want powerful faith and we want to be able to lay hands on the sick and see them healed. And we want to see the power of God flow in our churches and in our lives. But we want it. We want it without trouble. And, and you know what? We, we have to repent as churches and pastors all over the world because there's not a lot of preaching about that. You know, nobody wants to hear about that you're going to have to suffer or you're going to go through some things. Uh, we just want to hear about all the blessings God has for us. But And God does have a lot of blessings for us, but it doesn't mean that we will never go through anything or suffer anything. In our yes. Lives. I mean, that's how we our faith has grown. Right. And it's from glory to glory and faith to faith. And um, there, double for your trouble. That's the word of the Lord yes. to everyone. Double for your trouble. Yes. We are in a season of restoration and recompense. But... I want you to go back and read the whole chapter with David and Ziklag. He, first of all, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Right. He positioned himself in his priestly garment to worship. Right. And then he asked the Lord before he pursued his own plans. And that's, that's, so that's the three keys right there. Yeah. Encourage myself in the Lord, position myself in my priestly garments of worship, and then ask God. We need to be asking God about everything. Absolutely. Yes. We need to be asking God about everything. Um, I'm at a place in my life where I'm literally asking God about everything in my life because I want to please him. I want to feel so his good. presence. Yes. I want to, I want to know him in a deeper relationship. I want to be intimate with the Lord in a way that, so I, that I want to, I want to go closer to him yes. today than I did yesterday. Yes. And yes. it's literally asking questions. You think about the people you love in your life. And I, my sister, I know my sister. I know her. I know what kind of food she likes. I know what kind of clothes she likes. I know what kind of makeup she likes. I know what kind of perfume she likes. I know what aggravates her. <laughs> she knows what kind of earrings I, I like. Know what we kind both, of, we both like the same. Like the same earrings. I know what, I, 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 I <laughs> If I, I know what she likes, mm-hmm. I can be in a room full of people mm-hmm. and somebody new can walk in the room and I can look at her face and tell if she likes that person or not. <laughs> she can mine too. I can because, too, yes. because we know each other. Right, We've right. spent enough time. We know each other. That's what I want with my Lord. Yes. 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 I yes. want him to be able to whisper so quietly something to me and I totally get it. He doesn't have to shout. He doesn't have to tell me the same things over and over. No, he doesn't have to reiterate what is good in my life and what, what he approves of and what he doesn't. I know him and how we know him is through surrender. How we know him 
is through his word. Right. How we know him is through intimacy and prayer. It's we're in a time of restoration and recompense and God is going to give you double for your trouble, but walk out the process and don't hate it. That's right. Enjoy don't, it. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Yes. Enjoy the journey. Uh, one of the things Ivan said, he didn't say at this time when he was here, which by the way, if you haven't heard Ivan Tate, you need to get on what matters most ministries.org and listen to his messages. He's powerful. He is powerful. And, um, but one of the times he was here, this really spoke to me. He said, delayed obedience is, not, is disobedience. Yep. yep. And I, they just like, kind of slapped we me in the will. face. I went, wow, okay. Say that again. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And one of the things the Lord is looking for from his children is just quick obedience. Quick obedience. Whatever he asks us to do, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, is we just do it. We just do it because he said do it, even if we don't understand it. it um, and a lot of times we don't ask him about things because we just think we know better. We've got a better plan. And, and, that's, then when, and that's pride. And then when, when it all falls to pieces, then we're like, okay, God help me. You know, yeah. <laughs> now I ask him because my plan didn't work. And so we don't have to even walk down that path. If we're living daily, asking him, you know, uh, when I was a little girl and I, my daddy would tell me to do something. And if I wanted to ask why or get, he, he, he's always had the same. I'm not going to tell you just because I said so. Yeah, just do it. Just do what I said. He was trying to me to listen to him right. and obey him without answering without questions. Ha- having to just, you know, field 400 questions for me. And the reason he was doing that was because if I ever got into a dangerous situation, and I had been in the habit of getting explanations. I could be killed. Absolutely. You've got a kid that, that has to have an, ep, ex, an, an explanation, explanation about, everything. about everything and a truck's coming. Your baby's going to get hit. Right. If you've got to sit there and say, uh, no, baby, you're going to be. You don't you, have time to count. You don't have hand. time to, to. So my point is the Lord wants that kind of obedience from us. Right. Many right. times we are saying, but you know, Lord, why? And. What, what are you, and there's, t- there's a time for questions and I'm not saying that God's against questions, but I'm saying when God speaks something to you, yes, there's a reason he's given you an instruction and it's just better to obey. Uh, and sometimes you know why he spoke it and sometimes you never know. Can I just share a little brief testimony here? Right before Hurricane Harvey hit here. Several months before, the Lord said, I want a tithe of your time in prayer. And so, you know, I was a little over two hours, you know. And so I've been praying up here every day an hour, but the Lord said, I want a tithe. So I started coming and and giving them a tithe of my time in prayer. And it was powerful. I mean, it just really encouraged me and built me up. and, and, uh, And I had no earthly idea what we were about to face with the church and the people that we were going to be serving and what we were going to be doing in the city. And it was going to require a lot of our time, a lot of our energy. And I realized after the fact, when we were in the middle of all that, God was preparing me spiritually for what I was about to walk through physically 
in this church. Because we, it took faith to get through that. It, absolutely. It was a, uh, a real faith journey the whole time we were going through it. And, we, you know, we shut down the operations of our daily things here at the church just to focus on helping Serving the city. people. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was, a, it was a big stretch for us, faith-wise, physically, in every area. And I realized that, that God was uh, equipping me and preparing me after the fact. So it's important to listen to the whispers of God. You never know why God is asking you to do what he's asking you to do. You just trust it and just obey the voice, his voice. Yeah. I, I want to say this too. God is not looking for ambitious people. No, no. And I'm ambitious by nature. So this is not a slam against ambitious people. He's not looking for talented people. No. He's not looking for smart people. He's not looking for someone that has a lot of business savvy. For a, uh, he's not looking for um, engineers. No. I mean, all the talents we have, they're great. And he gave us all those things. But he's looking for someone that's willing and obedient. That's right. Because he can give you the talent. He can give you the drive and ambition. He can give you... Uh, wisdom beyond your your mental capabilities. He is able to grow you in any area you need to be grown in to do what God's called you to do. What he is needing from us is a willingness yes. and an obedience yes. to his voice yes. and a love for what he loves. And you want to know what Jesus loves? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's he loved everything. The gospel is built on love. Everything's built on love. And I keep going back to God, increase my love. Yeah. Increase my love. Yes. When I find I treat a family member the way I shouldn't, or I'm short tempered with one of my kids, or I... Think us all. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, I, I got, I was in Kroger the, yesterday and I walked out and there's a young, there's a homeless man that knows my name and he yelled out to me and he said, it's, it's church tonight. And I had people all around me helping me. And I'm, you know, my thought was, I'm trying to load my car. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the homeless man. That was my thought. Uh Didn't say it, but I thought it. And I got in and I said, no, we don't have service. I I responded kindly, but I didn't, I didn't think kindly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I got in my car and the Lord said, I need you to care about him. Oh, I need you to care about him in your heart. Not just so people can see that you care about him. I need you to care about him. I said, okay, Lord, help me care about him. He said, I want you to give that some money to him. And I said, I don't even know if I have any money. So I went and looked and I found a $20 bill and I gave it to him. I called him to the car and gave him the $20 bill. But Three minutes before, I just wanted him to leave me alone. (laughs) So I'm not trying to get any kudos for giving him 20 bucks. I literally wanted him to disappear three minutes before. (laughs) 
But that's the kind of things that happens, and I'm laughing at myself. That's the kind of things that happens when we are really saying, Lord, I want you to make me better. Right. And he'll show you the little attitudes in your heart, the things that we think that we shouldn't think. Because really, it's it's the inward part that God is concerned about. Yes, it is. It's not so much the outward, you know, because we know how to act in public. We're Christians. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily well, happening in my heart. But it doesn't necessarily translate that that's my heart's what my heart's doing. So God has been on been working on my heart, and I just want to uh, encourage you during this time of restoration and recompense and realignment, like because the realignment's just as much a part of that. You will not have the restoration if you don't realign. If you don't realign, right? But during this time, God right. is realigning things in my heart. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Because he cares for people. He doesn't care about their station in life. He doesn't care whether they're rich or poor, whether they're famous or nobody knows their name. He doesn't care whether they're black or white or Hispanic or Asian. He doesn't, he doesn't care if they're talented or if they seemingly have nothing to offer. He loves all mankind. Right. And he wants to pour his love so powerfully in our lives that we love all mankind yes and that we will take the time for the disenfranchised and we will be just as excited about taking care of someone that no one knows about as we are going and ministering to somebody that's higher in society that everyone knows about and let me just tell you it doesn't matter whether you're the highest of the high or the lowest of the low we all need god we all are depraved without jesus we are we all have no hope without jesus because we are all going to face eternity at some point and it's what i've done for jesus it's not going to be anything else that matters what's going to matter in my life when i stand before my king and before the lord of lords is is what i have done for him what i have done for him how i've obeyed him how i've let him live and breathe and move through my life it won't matter what i've accomplished it won't matter what my kids did it won't matter uh how many concerts i got to go to or how many famous people i got to meet or uh how many great vacations i took or how many houses i own or how many great cars I own. All that is great. Oh, that's wonderful. I want it all. I like it all. I'm not against any of it, but what's going to matter when I face eternity is what I've done for Jesus and how I've obeyed him and the whispers in his heart that he's whispered in my ear and how I've loved people in my heart. And I just want to encourage you. It is a time of restoration and recompense and God is realigning our hearts and just be soft and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit love everybody forgive everybody find somebody you can help and do what you can do we love you and we'll see you next week God bless you God bless you It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are.
For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.